I got nothing to say anymore. Oh, God. Every time we get into something real and someone hits record, then everything is just, you know, oh, we got everybody's got to be silly now. It's got to be silly. There can't be any, there can't be any fucking, fucking honesty on this goddamn podcast. And that's the fucking problem. Would you like to know the real thing that I was going to talk about? Yes. Okay. (laughs) About 30 minutes ago, my hands started to hurt and so did my Uh arms and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I had pushed the sleeves up on my sweatshirt and I cut the circulation off to my hands. <laughs> Did you, so were your hands going numb? Like if you left it long enough, would they just fall No, off? they just were, they were just sore. I wasn't, yeah. like if they were going numb, I would have figured it out like pins and needles, but they just got really sore. And this sweatshirt has extremely, like, like almost dangerously strong elastic mm. at the sleeves. Is it no was, fear gear? <laughs> no. It sounds like you're just really weak, Brian. It sounds like you have a Bad Boys Club uh, sweatshirt. I wonder. I wonder why I didn't want to talk about this. That's weird. (laughs) Hey, do you know what? Do you know what? uh, What happens when millennials are about to have a stroke? What they smell avocado toast. What? Zing. (laughs) Fuck you, man. (laughs) I'm up here telling the truth. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. I think you're the first person. Who's thought to comment on generational differences like that? And it's cool you found a way to really tie it to the generation you're talking about. I I appreciate your style of humor. It's very funny. I know it is, um, <laughs> guys. I had a I had an office party and I've I've had a drink or two. This was a proper holiday party. And just so I can make sure that we're on the same page, the reason you're running late is because you were at a party. Yes, I was at okay. work. No, that's. I just politicking. want to make sure. Do you know what politicking we're, is? We're, I, I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. Did I mention that my hands and arms got really sore earlier? Have I <sighs> talked about that yet? God damn it! I really hurt. I'm gonna, I'm gonna intentionally do it. Just so you. Oh my man! I want you guys you know to what? see. I want you to see how deep of a divot. Not only, not only arm. were you in the military, but you also had this crazy thing happen to you. That's that's right. Uh, uh, this is all about me steering the conversation back to me by discussing my overly tight sleeves. Yes. Yeah. Was he well, in the military? I thought it was like those well, militia guys. Who well, just I just, you know, it's just that weird thing of I get in trouble when I talk about a serious <laughs> deadly allergy that I have. And then he got a sweater <laughs> from, where is it from, Brian? Banana Republic? Is it a... No. It's like a cheapy Amazon thing. It probably costs $9, which is probably oh. why it is damaging my arms even as we speak, just to make a point. A lot of those Amazon sweaters have killed a lot of people. So you know, a lot of those lot are made been, by the, uh, yeah. the, the Uyghurs in uh, China. I, I right. No, I actually I always look and see where stuff's made before I purchase it. Uh-huh. This was made in Bangladesh. What do you know about Bangladesh <laughs> and how, how they treat their workers there? Yeah, they treat right. them very well. Mm-hmm. It's a peace-loving nation. It's a peaceful, peace-loving nation. It's a, it's a, it's really a utopia, as as far as I know. As far as as far as I know, <laughs> man, it's really starting to bite in, guys. I can't wait till you see this. What well, What do you need to be to call the out. fucking ambulance to come over and rip those sleeves no. off? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. If cut I cut them away with the jaws I, of life, if I flex, yeah, that I'll, might I'll, happen. I'll get. I got some buddies in the fire department, and we'll get. <laughs> We'll get a couple big rigs over there. That's right. Do you know them from all of your fake tomato allergy calls? No. I'm uh, joking. I'm joking. I, mean, I know them I from when they call and ask me advice on how to save people. No, it's, 
<laughs> call they have a little post it in their in their front office. Mm-hmm. Can't figure it out, call Mike. And that happens all the time, especially it if does. it's cryptid related or <laughs> or super fire related. What what's super fire? When fire's hotter than fire. <laughs> lava. You ever heard of lava? That's a form of super fire. Is it, how many types of super fire are there? There's four. Okay. Okay. There's lava. There's okay. hot lava. Mm. <laughs> yep. There's laser fire. Yes. And there's um and there's heat ray. Yeah. I was thinking heat ray, but I didn't want to. I wasn't sure. So yeah, you don't. I'm glad have that one. Background. Was right you don't have the background that I do. I, do, I don't. What is the deadliest form of super fire? Probably uh, alien piss. <laughs> Wait, so is that a fifth form? Well, I mean, I just didn't even want to mention it because I don't want to freak the squares out. Right. Too late. Yes, it is a fifth form. Is that related <laughs> to blue avians at all? Is that a is that a blue avian? Yeah, alien blue, blue avians piss alien piss, and it is hotter mm. hotter than a flaming hot Cheeto. We're having Andy Cap hot fries. Do you guys ever eat those? They still I have those. those. My mom would get those. Why did Why did anyone think that Andy Cap needed to be a mascot or spokesperson or anything for a hot fry product? Like, what's the you connection? It. it worked on you. I was aware of it. I didn't buy it. <laughs> I don't know anything about Andy Cap or his origin story. Andy is a working class figure who never actually works, living in. Hartlepool, a harbor town in County Durham in Northeast England. But here's, a, here's something I didn't know about Andy Cap. Andy mm. Cap's name is a pun on the local pronunciation of handicap. Oh, so they're even worse. Andy Cap. <laughs> I get it. Andy Cap. You know, hearing it from you, Mike, it, it, I get it makes sense with your masterful understanding of British accent. Wow. I mean, that's part of, uh, you know, master mm-hmm. of dialects. No master Mike, master of dialects. I'm the master of snow cones, master of dialects. Superfire. And superfire. That's a call back to two minutes ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Welcome to INS, the International News Service. Your source for the most important weird news from across the globe. With news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. So, uh, you guys ready to get started here? I think we're already started. I think we're up and going. All right. Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with... I am Brian Camp. My name is Mike Wiebe. Uh, And in the dark depths of the audio jungle, we have... He's changed his name to Dr. Dank Meme. (laughs) Mark Ryan. You can just call me Doc. Doc Doc Dank Meme. It seems like we might have a guest today, too. Yeah, we've got a guest here. Uh, He is our graphic designer and the finest tattoo artist in the Pacific Northwest. Hmm? We've got Mike Tidwell. How are you doing, Mike? Doing good. Thank you for having me. I don't know if that last part was true, but thank you. 
No, it's true. It's true. I, I looked it up in around. the dictionary. That's very kind. Thank you. Around. I've seen all the other tattoo artists up there. They can, bar- they can fucking, they can, they can barely do Taz. And, and for the listener, I know he sounds modest, but trust me, he he lets us know he's the best tattoo artist. Yeah. In the oh, stop. He's made it very clear. At the, yeah. at the end of the episode, we'll we'll give you a link to his uh. What is it you have you on Instagram with all Instagram, your tattoos? Yeah. On? I can give it, it now. Give it right now. All right, what's your? We'll do it both times. What's your? What's your Instagram? Mike A. Tidwell. Mike A. That's Tidwell it. at Instagram. Yeah. Was that so fucking hard, Kevin? <laughs> How long have you been tattooing, Mike? Uh, twenty-two years. And he's only twenty-four years old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you ever tattooed a butthole? Around a no, no. I've I've had requests for it, but uh, no, you can't pay me enough to do that. What What about a penis or a scrotum? Uh, yes, I have tattooed the shaft before. Ooh, oh, ooh. not the whole from... thing. The guy just he Racing just wanted. Stripes? Uh, no, he just wanted a pink triangle the size of a dime. There <laughs> was it a turgid. Was it? Was it what? Engorged. Was it? No, no. That is a good question. No, there's no, it's so painful that. Did he fluff it up a little bit? No. He tried, but it just flew (laughs) right back inside him like it was a cold day. He was just, you get a needle at it and. (laughs) Use chip clips to pin it down. (laughs) (laughs) I did know a guy, I did work with a guy once that tattooed a scrotum, like two pairs of dice on a scrotum. And I was thinking, how are you going to do that? So I left the shop, went to the store, came back. He had the guy's scrotum stretched over a tennis ball and was tattooing oh, wow. it to stretch the skin. I'm like, that's pretty brilliant. I would not have thought of that. He knew the guy was coming. He set the appointment days before. So he went out and bought a tennis ball and had it prepared. Wow. So, yeah, he just put gloves on, scratched the scrotum yeah. over it. and tattooed Did he ice. heat it up to make it more stretchy? Ah, no, I don't think so. <laughs> I think he just, I think he cranked, he may have heat, cranked the heat up in the room. So, yeah. Hmm. You know what? I'm making a life decision to not get my scrotum tattooed because I don't think it would. I don't think it would look very That's good. That's a good decision. Yeah, it's especially put dice on it. So yeah, yeah. dice. Like, what do you like? What's the, like the? Hey, you're taking your chances getting pregnant. Yeah, I, I don't. I, we never asked him the meaning, but he just wanted a pair of dice. Was there a it, number so. that the dice were landing on? I think it was seven. Yeah. Oh well. He did a five and a two. So. Crap bones. <laughs> hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna tattoo craps on someone, it should be near their butthole. Yeah. <laughs> Man, this podcast is good. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Getting better all the time. If let me ask you guys something, because this does bring up a question for me, and you guys are married and I'm not. If you you're getting your balls tat your scrotum tattooed, mm-hmm. are you gonna tell your wife ahead of time or are you just gonna like surprise her? Like wait for her to discover it. I mean, my wife's never seen me naked, but yeah. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of our our weekly scrotum inspections and how that might go. <laughs> yeah, no, I think the thing to do is you get it tattooed, and then you don't say anything, and then you throw a fit because she didn't notice. Right. Well, learning from another guy's <laughs> learning from another customer's mistake, he wanted. This was a few months ago. He came in to get a portrait of his wife's face on his rib cage 
but looking like dressed like Harley Quinn from the <laughs> Suicide Squad movies. <laughs> so I said, okay, I hate I, this guy so much. <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, I, I so I did it. I started it, and he sat like four hours and and tapped out, and I expected it to take two sessions. So in the middle of tattooing, I'm like. So your wife must be a huge Harley Quinn fan. He's like, no, she doesn't know I'm getting this. I'm going to surprise her. And I'm like, okay. And he never came back for his second. Uh, oh so, so to answer that question, yeah, I think I'd tell my wife I was going to do that. Yeah. He just really, really wants her to dress up like Harley Quinn when he fucks yeah. her. <laughs> Some sort of role play situation happened. Yeah. Now, what... What if that guy's wife was Margot Robbie in this situation? It's not. It's not. <laughs> oh, it wasn't because he gave not. me a picture of his wife to put her face yeah. there. Oh, oh yeah. Ugh. But yeah, they looked alike, I, I'm sure. I'm sure it was also a stunningly attractive. She was woman. attractive, but mm. I don't know why he felt she had to what be. She though. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah, she was. I don't. I don't think that a woman who would marry a man. Who would ask that woman? Ask someone to make that woman into Harley Quinn could possibly be attractive. I just don't. I just don't see it happening. I will have to find some photos and send them. So. That, yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll post those. What if I, yeah. Absolutely, we'll post those. What if I fall in love with those photos and do everything to track her down? I hope you track her down with the completed tattoo. You're like your husband yeah, well. only went halfway, but look at this. Look what yeah. I did for you. I wish he'd come back. I'd like to finish it. So yeah. even if he's not with her anymore, I'd still like to finish it. <laughs> I was wondering, do you like doing portraits? Is our portraits something that are fun to do? Or is it just because you can kind of fudge other stuff, right? You can kind of like make, make small things work. But that's got to look exactly like the thing you've been Taz, given, right? Taz's <laughs> yeah. eye can be a little bit wonky because he's Taz. He's crazy. Yeah, yeah I don't particularly like doing it. I can do it, but it's not the thing. I'd rather draw something. And most people, they bring in portraits. It's like you pretty much just trace a photograph, the outline. I can freehand draw a portrait, but I don't freehand tattoo a portrait on somebody. Yeah, I'd rather do freehand drawing. I've always liked doing that. So that's, that's why when you, you see a lot of like, popular Japanese traditional and stuff because it's fun to draw that stuff. You get to, it doesn't have to be as exact as a face. One of my favorite genres of tattoo is the dead rock star or rapper portrait that is poorly done. It's literally (laughs) like, I love a poorly proportioned fucking Kurt Cobain or just a <laughs> just an awful Tupac. Like, it is one of my favorite things in the world. Those are great. I have seen those pictures of those, and yeah, they're funny. <laughs> they look great on other people, but yeah. Yeah, I have a, I have a badly, I have a badly proportioned Dean Martin. <laughs> Got one ear's just a little bit too big. One ear's weird, and, and yeah, he looks like he's had a stroke. <laughs> right. Instead of instead of charmingly tipsy, he looks yeah. Like yeah, he looks like he's had a stroke. And then uh yeah, and then I have Jerry Lewis on the other breast and he's his he's he's doing like a big Jerry Lewis face, but it's a little too big to where it makes him look demonic. And then under it it just says in script it says Flavin. <laughs> so, laugh today, cry tomorrow. Uh, is have you ever had somebody come in, say, with a picture of Mike's tattoo 
and you see it and you're like, oh, this is not a good tattoo, but that's the whole point. Has any, anyone ever asked you to give them a tattoo that was intentionally bad because oh, they yeah. just like the idea of a bad tattoo so much? Yeah. And when, is it hard for you to do knowing that that bad tattoo will be attributed to you? It, well, I don't do it. I had a guy come in. It was two guys that walked in and a guy said, hey, the first guy said, I want you to do a tattoo of the Virgin Mary on my forearm, but I want it to look like my friend's Virgin Mary here. And I looked at his friend's Virgin Mary and it was a total hack job. It looked terrible. And I'm like, yeah, I can do a Virgin Mary, but I'm going to make it look a lot better than what he has. No offense, but I can do this a lot better. And he's like, well, I don't want it to look better. I want it to look like that. And I'm like, well, I'm confused. Why do you want your tattoo to look like well, shit? Well, he, he, di he died drag racing. <laughs> but, well, I find, I got the reason out of him. I said, well, no, I'm not going to do it. And he said, why not? And I go, because I'm not going to put my name on that. I can totally do that and make it look nice. Why would I put my name on that? And he goes, oh, no, I'm not going to tell anybody you did it. I go, well, who are you going to say did it? I'm going to tell everybody I got it in the pen. And I'm like, dude, get out of here. No. He wanted it. it purposely bad so people will think that he served prison time when he didn't really. Or so I'm like, they, okay. he was going to commit a robbery and make everybody think his buddy stolen, did it. Yeah, stolen pen dollar. I did have a guy yeah. once ask for a, he wanted me to do a crappy teardrop on his cheek. And I mm. said, no, you have to kill somebody. So, said, okay, give me 20 minutes. Yeah. And then he said, well, then he tried to fire back with, well, how do you know I haven't? And I'm like, because you wouldn't be in a professional tattoo shop. You would be getting that in prison. Yeah, right? you so. wouldn't be wearing a North Face jacket. Yeah. <laughs> so. I have a buddy who who got, uh, and I think this is amazing, he got, uh, he wanted to get the worst. And I know I've mentioned Taz tattoo because I just think, like, to me, like, Taz is the kind of go-to for, like, a dumb guy tattoo because which I don't think it is anymore, but there was a trend I would say in the in the nineties that like oh, yeah, a fucking yeah. dipshit. The, dipshit the task got. paid my rent for about three years. Yeah. But <laughs> my buddy my buddy got a he he got a Taz tattoo that he got a drunk I, I want to say Frenchman, uh but a guy from a foreign country they were. Uh, he was on tour. He's in a band, and uh, his name's Ben Snakepit. And he was. Uh, he got the dude. The dude was really drunk, and he. The dude had never seen Taz, and the guy was drunk, and he freehanded the tattoo. The guy had never seen Taz, so Ben just had to describe to him what Taz looked like. <laughs> oh God, this is good. And and he. I and if I believe if the story is correct, he. He, the the tattoo guy was right-handed. He did it with his left hand. <laughs> so he got a police sketch artist rendering of what the tattoo oh, looks no. like. Oh no, it is just a weird. <laughs> it is a weird blob with eyes and giant blob feet. <laughs> so it's kind of like Slimer, but it wasn't green. Yeah. Or, yeah okay. And then it just says nice. Taz in a way that looks like a three-year-old was the, the first word three oh, letters he could write. Awesome. It's, it's amazing. Was he looking at it? Was he offering corrections? No, no, no. Or was he's he just, he just saying like, so he's kind of a, he's just describing, I mean, maybe he used some hand gestures to describe what the body would look like. Right. Did he talk about how mad he was at Bugs Bunny? Did that come into play? Was there any? I mean, I, that I don't know. I mean, that should have been, you right. know. So there's this rabbit, but he's included. not a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> I would like to do a Taz tattoo where the Taz is flexing his arm and there's a tattoo of a yokel on his arm. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> would be good. Make a Just really reverse good. it. Yeah.
as long as he doesn't have face tumors, right, Kevin? <laughs> well, yeah, that, yeah, that's true. That's a problem with Tasmanian devils, as I recall. <laughs> well, yes, that, that's correct. They've got herpes. They seem to be recovering. Yes. Yes, they, they killed an entire penguin population or so I've mm-hmm. so I've heard on a reputable news service. Podcast. This is a podcast. Of some kind. Is that what this is? We're a ser- <laughs> we provide, well, it's a podcast that provides a service. I was doing a radio show. Aren't we on the AM dial? Not yet. Mm. We're working up to the AM dial. So are you ready for our first story? Yes. Here? All right. Our first story comes to us from the BBC. Bad oh, Boys Club. Bad Boys Club. Now, now Mike, you're a, you're a regular listener, right? Sure, I am. I mean, I'm at Tidwell. Tidwell. Uh, to a degree, when I can, yeah. Jackie's heard them all. Okay, yeah. Can we can we agree to call Tidwell Tidwell? Yeah, Just we better. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Too many mics for the listener. Mike will be referred to as Mike. And Tidwell <laughs> will be referred to as. Tidwell. Okay. Yeah, if if Mark hadn't already stolen the name, I would go by Doctor Dank Mean. <laughs> but you know, whatever. You write something cool, and somebody else steals it. Right. You know? So this story comes to us from the BBC. Bad Boys Club. This is an update to a story we covered in episode thirty-eight about Mister Gox. Mister Gox was a trip crypto trading hamster who first appeared on Twitch on June twelfth and outperformed the NASDAQ 100, Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, and the S&P 500. As a recap, uh, Mr. Gox's trading office was a cage equipped with a hamster wheel and two tunnels. One tunnel was labeled buy, and the other was labeled sell. When Mr. Gox ran on his hamster wheel, he selected between dozens of cryptocurrencies. Mr. Gox then decided whether to buy or sell the selected cryptocurrency by running through the labeled tunnel. Unfortunately, on November 23rd, it was announced that Mr. Gox died. Mm-hmm. Mr. Gox's anonymous owner tweeted that the whole thing started as a joke between friends about, quote, whether my hamster would be able to make smarter investment decisions than we humans do. And it turns out they were right. In just five and a half months of trading, Mr. Gox's portfolio was up 19.7%. I recall insisting this was all made up. I think I, I think that was the position I took well, then and I continue to take. There's, there's I, never been a hamster named Mr. Gox. I want to make money. Hey, I spent a bunch of money to get an NFT last week. Oh, what'd you get? It's called Merge by, it's Mass Merge by Pac, P-A-K. It's a white dot on a black square. I'm still trying to learn the ins and outs of that. Fuck you guys is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. oh, Every Michael. once in a while, I, get, I, I have to advise somebody on on getting uh, on making an NFT, and then they never do. Oh, so I have a question. Then Kevin and Tidwell, yes. and maybe this is what you were thinking about, Tidwell. If you tattoo somebody, they own the tattoo, right? Yeah. Do you do you also own the tattoo? And could you sell the tattoo as an NFT? How does that work? Who owns the tattoo? If an artist makes a picture, like makes a painting, for example, mm-hmm. and then sells you the painting. What if it's a drawing? Okay. If an artist makes a drawing and sells you the drawing, yeah. unless there is an, an explicit agreement that says they are transferring the rights to that art, all you get is the physical picture. And they own the artwork on it. They own the copyright. Does that mean that he owns the person's arm before he puts a tattoo on it? And then they, no, they, can, they, own, they... they own the arm and they own the tattoo. 
with the design itself? Yeah, they it, they do own uh, their tattoo. They can do whatever they want with it. If they want to go get it removed or covered with another tattoo, they can. I can't do anything. But I own the design that I drew up on paper. I can decide whether right. I give it to them or not. Sometimes I will because they, they pay me to draw it and I put it on them. But uh, like if I sell a painting, they can have the painting. That's theirs. But I have the rights to the image as in they can't go make prints and sell them because they right. own the painting. That's still but mine. What if, what if I had a Virgin Mary on my forearm <laughs> and Mike wanted to get the exact same Virgin Mary? <laughs> could, 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 could you do that? Yeah, yeah, I can do it. So you could copy oh, another artist's work. Oh yeah, that would be copyright infringement. Yeah, well, in a, I could <laughs> eyeball a, a crappy tattoo and make it look crappy, but it's not going to be photoshopped the same thing. The fact that I freehanded it, it would kind of make it original in mine, you know. Okay. The Virgin Mary is considered a uh, uh, public domain. Apparently not. That's why they call her their virgin, right? <laughs> oh, okay. Well. Hey, so I just I just found out something crazy about the story we just did. Okay. So the name Mr. Gox comes from a place called Mount Gox. And Mount Gox started out it it stood for MT period Gox. And it stood for Magic the Gathering Online Exchange, which was a place where people would sell Magic the Gathering cards. And then what happened was the person who ran it found they could make a lot more money as a uh, crypto exchange. And so it became a crypto exchange. And then it looks like it got hacked too many times and uh, they didn't actually have all the Bitcoins they claimed to have. Mm. <sighs> hackers. And shut down in 2014. I don't hackers. like hackers. I mean, I like that movie, but um... <laughs> who's in that? Angelina Jolie, Johnny Lee Miller, Matthew Lillard, Fisher Stevens, uh-huh. Renee—not Ruth, Lorraine Bracco. Star-studded. There are a lot of studs in that movie. I would argue that hamsters do make better financial uh, plans than humans. I've never seen a homeless hamster, so. Well, I'll tell you, it was a guinea pig that informed go. me to do this NFT, and. Um, <laughs> I spent a pretty penny on it, and Earth. I am hoping that it pays off. And I am not joking. I did get an NFT, and I am hoping that it pays off. And the artist apparently made a fuck ton of money off this NFT. He made like a $9 million off of it. Oh, so you paid $9 million for this? I did not pay $9 million. I have a portion of that. Uh, you bought a Pixel like a timeshare. You bought art an art timeshare. No, but how it works in a weird way is like, if you own more, like if you were to buy two, you'd get two weekends a year. If you were to buy two, your thing would look bigger. Is so, this a timeshare? That's a timeshare. No, but if you buy more, it's gonna the the, the NFT is gonna look different. So the idea being that there's a whale out there, uh, which is uh, this is what that's business slang for a guy with a lot of money that um, that will buy a whole bunch and make his thing look real, whatever he's looking look real big out of status. So maybe he'll want to buy me out at some point. I think I don't honestly. I have no idea what I'm doing. So but, you're squatting. Um, <laughs> you're squatting on art. Yeah, but I think that's kind of the goal. That's part of the art goal of it. Okay. And art's real. Hey, listen, guys, art's weird. 
yeah. y'all ever hear about this art <laughs> it's fucking weird there's a bunch of like you can go up you can go listen you can go up into the national muse the national museum of art in washington florida there'll be like an exhibit and it'll be like hey this is the biggest exhibit and it costs 45 million dollars and it'll just be a cup with piss in it and guess what I've the government the government paid right for that the government paid for that <laughs> That's Reagan era. There was a piece of art called Piss Christ. Someone put a crucifix in a jar of urine back in the day. Yeah. Uh, was it Robert Mablethorpe? Did he do that? No, uh, it was uh, uh, Andres Serrano from New York City, still alive. I wonder how that, that piece smelled. <laughs> <laughs> because sometimes my urine smells like soup. You, I think that's. I think we've established that before, Mike. That you, yeah, have a soupy, soupy smelling. Is that your first morning's urine? Is that what you're drinking every day? Yeah, it's the very brothy. Uh, a lot of times, sometimes, sometimes I don't even need to have lunch. It's so like thick and, and a real hearty urine with protein that I don't even need lunch. You guys, ready for our second story? Well, can we can we say rest in peace, Mr. Gox? We're sorry that you've passed away. <laughs> So our next story comes to us from Business Insider. Maybe this will clue you in, Mike. On hope so. Mm-hmm. Maybe this will find me the new guy. Maybe it's uh, some sort of marmot. <laughs> I think a marmot's a thing. It's, it's a separate thing. Well, I don't know. There's it's barmots. still an animal. It's, it's a like small a furry, small fur ball. Okay. <laughs> He's my fur. They're my fur babies. I like to call <laughs> them. Ooh, that is. That might be one of my least favorite things to hear ever. That and forever home. I don't like the term forever yeah. home. I just don't like it. The South Korean TV show Squid Game is the I single... seen it. Has everybody seen Squid Game? Can I spoil it for everyone? How do you spoil that? Late stage capitalism. Hot take. I don't I don't know what those words mean, but I know that it's important to sound smart. <laughs> you need to at some point say the words late stage capitalism. <laughs> And act like you know what it means. The South Korean TV show Squid Game mm-hmm. is the single most streamed television program in the history of Netflix. But there's one place where the show is not enjoyed, and that's North Korea. I thought you were gonna say I thought you were gonna say the bottom of the ocean. Where the squids live. No, the squids love Squid Game. Apparently, a man who smuggled the show into North Korea and sold it on USB drives has been sentenced to death by firing squad. Mm. He was caught after selling the show to a high school student who watched it with a friend before circulating it to five other students. The student who bought the USB drive has been sentenced to life in prison, and the other six students who watched it have been sentenced to five years of hard labor. And there is some rumor that there was actually another student who uh, watched it but then bribed their way out of it. The Korean kid that bribed his way out probably went to the uh the korean calhoun junior high (laughs) (laughs) it's also believed that teacher school teachers and administrators may have been fired or banished as a result of this last month a state-run north korean propaganda website said the netflix drama highlighted how south korea was a place where quote corruption and immoral scoundrels are commonplace that sounds like Moss Eisley Cantina, a twisted hive of scum and villainy. <laughs> Radio Free Asia 
which is the equivalent of South Korea's NPR or BBC, has reported that bootleg copies of Squid Game have been making their way into the country for some time and that North Koreans report the financial struggle of the show's characters are, quote, relatable. Yeah, that reminds me of back years ago. The same thing was happening, but it was uh, episodes of the TV show Suddenly Susan with Brooke Shields. Mm-hmm. And Kathy Griffin. They were. How how was that happening on on Suddenly Susan? No, they well, no, it wasn't happening. They were smuggling in episodes into. Who else was on Suddenly Susan? Nestor Carbone, <laughs> Dan, I think Dan, Jog, Dan Cortez, right? Dan Cortez was on there too. I think was Judd Nelson. Was Judd Nelson? Maybe. I, I think so. he might have been on Caroline in the City, though. It's, those weren't the same show. I thought those were the same no, show. They're not. Who's on Caroline in the City? Uh, Leah Leah Thompson. Oh, that's right. She's who you got if you couldn't afford Brooke Shields. No, I, I take you take that back. British Leah Thompson. What's a British Leah Thompson? You're thinking of Kelly LeBrock. <laughs> Maybe. Which one of them was married to Chuck Norris? No, Kelly LeBrock was married to <laughs> Chuck Norris. Seagal. Chuck Norris has never Kelly been married. Kelly LeBrock no. was married to Steven Seagal for a while. No, you guys are thinking of that lady from Weird Science. No, that's what that's who no, Kelly that's LeBrock is. Yeah, science. that's her. She was married to. No, it's not Kelly LeBrock. Yes, it is. Yeah, it is. No, I've seen that movie so many times. <laughs> Thompson was Howard what... the Duck. So yeah, yeah. You okay? So the lady that was in Top Gun. Was in Weird Science. No, that's, and that's Kelly. Who married Kelly Steven McGillis. Oh, that's what I said. She was in Howard the Duck. <laughs> that's Kelly McGillis. No, she. Yeah, but she wasn't in Howard the Duck. No, Kelly Leah Preston? Thompson was. Yeah. You guys back are to backwards. The future. You guys are real messed up on this. No, no, no. Mm. No, let's get back to the story. This is guys. I'm I'm really damaging my arm right now. You know Just... what? What do you need? Why don't you go ask your wife to help you take your sweater off? <laughs> Not a sweater. Or your it's daughter. A very, it's a very constricting sweatshirt. Just go on. Go get a go get a go get a Rambo buck knife and, and cut off your sleeves. Yeah. Did you guys get like a flea market knife when Rambo came out when first blood yeah. came out? Fuck yeah, I did. With all the fishing gear yeah, in the, the in survival the knives. They, yeah. with the with the compass on the, the handle, compass off the yeah. top, and it's got a yeah. fish hook matches and a saw Fuck that yeah. wouldn't cut anything. I was not allowed to get one, and it was very painful because it felt. Like I have everyone a, I have a, hold on, I have a, a scar on my hand right here from where I cut myself with it. Mm. I didn't even show my parents. I just kept a bandaid on it for three months, and eventually, he that's left. what Rambo. Oh, that's yeah. what Rambo would have done. Just like Johnny Rambo, you should have lit the knife on fire. You should have put the knife in fire and then used it to cauterize the wound. Your mom tell you it's time to come home. Hey, you guys know this about Rambo? He could eat things that would make a billy goat puke. <laughs> My favorite fact that they mentioned yeah. about him in that movie. Is that- he can eat things. He can eat things that would make a billy goat puke. And listen, billy goats, they could eat tin cans. Yeah. I've seen that cartoon. He, he was he was schooling Brian Dennehy on that. Yeah, I don't think I don't think a bill, I, you know, tin can would be difficult to eat, but I don't think it would make me puke. I just, I have one, I have a follow up mm. question here, which is how do you think Rambo would have done on the squid game? I think he could have eaten anything that they threw at him. I tell you that. <laughs> they don't have that much food, really. Well, he would have fucked, you know what? He would have fucking, he would have eaten some of the beds. He would have eaten the bedding. <laughs> he would have fucked up that cookie. That yeah, he would have fucked yeah. up that cookie real good. He would have fucked it up and got shot. 
Did you say Aiden instead of Eaton? Whatever. Okay. <laughs> Your war on words is... I Listen, I went to a holiday party. I went to a holiday party. We get it. I remember. That's why you were late. You were in a and party. Listen, and listen, and around here, we call it a Christmas party. <laughs> no, it's just a holiday party. Bold, bold stance. It was just Christmas. This next story was submitted by Philip Pampers. You guys might remember a couple months ago, Philip sent us some like amazing artwork where he mashed up the Rim Reaper with an INS episode. <laughs> yeah, he did. You guys remember this? He's a he's a quality quality person, and this is maybe the weirdest story that we've ever done. But uh, I just want to say the listener like uh, Philip's uh, artwork was a little X rated, so I I put it on the Patreon. So if you really want to see it, and it's it is worth seeing. Uh, go to the Patreon and, and give us a dollar and you can scroll down and see this uh, amazing work of art. Should we really be selling his? I think we... I just, I can't, no, I can't put it on most social media without it getting taken down. Descri- it is, describe it use the your, slow. Use your <laughs> words of language. Okay, my words of language. Uh, so it's it's the Rim Reaper design. Okay. What is that Exactly. Yeah, describe the describe the rim describe the rim reaper and describe it slowly. Uh, so it is like, it's like a plate with a big puckered butthole and some uh, you know drizzle coming off off that as the, though it had been recently rim drizzle. Now, what do you mean yeah. drizzle? Drizzle. That's a vague word. I need it. Little drizzle coming off the butthole, drizzle. and uh, and then it, but it's on a plate mm-hmm. with a fork on one side and a knife on the other side, and then in the bottom corner. <laughs> Is uh is former president Gerald Ford looking looking right up at where the pucker is, and he's got a big thumbs up and a button that says win. <laughs> oh, and then above it at the very top it says squeaky from. Squeaky from, that's oh, right. Wow. Quality piece of artwork. Wow. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait, hold on. Can we turn that, that thing into an NFT? Oh yeah, we're, we're we're doing that. It's not ours. I I feel like Mr. <laughs> Pampers should be involved in this in these decisions. Well, we should ask him if he wants this to make it this into an NFT, and then guess what? Crypto. We can divide it up into weekends and sell it off piece by piece. We can timeshare the crypto. <laughs> okay, so this story comes to us from the New York Post. Recent reporting has shown a substantial uptick in airline passengers behaving badly. Oh, yeah. And a recent flight from Syracuse, New York to Atlanta, Georgia was no exception. Syracuse, New York to Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. So these were people leaving Syracuse, New York. Yes. All right. This this all tracks. An unnamed woman on the flight was, let me read you uh, the entry from the plane's in-flight messaging system. It said a passenger in seat 13A, quote, is breastfeeding a cat and will not put cat back in its carrier when flight attendant requested. One of the flight attendants later explained, quote, this woman had one of those like hairless cats swaddled up in a blanket. So it looked like a baby. Her shirt was up. And she was trying to get the cat to latch, and she wouldn't put the cat back in the carrier, and the cat was screaming for its life. She also said security became involved when the plane was still in flight. It's also unclear what happened once the plane touched down, but the in-flight message system said Delta's security was requested. Delta has a policy allowing dogs, cats, and birds on flights as long as they fit in small ventilated carriers, and 
Delta's policy on breastfeeding states, quote, Delta fully supports a woman's right to breastfeed on board Delta and Delta Connection aircraft and in Delta facilities. Breast pumps are allowed on board. Nothing in this policy, however, limits breastfeeding to human babies. Yep, this is a real, there's no rule that says a dog can't play football type situation. This is a very Airbud situation. <laughs> now, as a <laughs> celestial lawyer, some of this does get down into plane law because planes fly very close to the celestial realm. This is a tough one because there is no rule that says you can't. <laughs> Breastfeed a cat. The only thing I'm hearing weird is that the cat did not seem to want to be breastfed. I feel true, sorry. True. I feel sorry for the poor bastard that bought the seat next to her. That's right. And like how long he watched in his peripheral vision before he was forced to turn his head and look at what was happening and question his own sanity. Seems like he <laughs> should be allowed. And in no other case should this be the the thing. But in this case, in this case alone, that passenger sitting next to her should be allowed to publicly masturbate. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> Here's the thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna try and get cats to get into breast milk, you're gonna have to squirt it at them from far away first before they come up to you. And I think that yeah. was this lady's problem. It's like she a water needed... bottle though. That's they they would you think they would like that? You just squirt it in their face and they just lick their chops. <laughs> Just squirt it in the kitty cat's face, and he's just going to sit there licking his chops. And then you hit him in the eye, and it's real cute because he looks, he or she looks kind of like annoyed by it, but then they just like lick their face. I, and honestly, you do that, I bet it's fun for everyone. Like it's the actual putting the breast into the cat's mouth that's, that's the issue here. You just got to, you, you got to, you know, just squirt it and then you know everybody's laughing and giggling a good time and then who knows maybe somebody a couple a couple uh rows over is like give me some of that and she squirts it over at them and they like open their mouth and see that's when you turn <laughs> that's when you turn a you know you gotta look at you gotta make you gotta make lemons out of lemonade and that's the kind of situation where something's not working that you gotta just make it work i would have taken pictures i would have too i would have taken a lot of pictures yeah just for me, though. Yeah, I mean, some. I mean, yeah, I would sell. I would sell some of the juicy ones, but most of them I would watch and be juicy watching them. Do you feel like this is just the way people in Syracuse feed cats? Um, I, I mean, I'm not. I'm not surprised. I've never heard anything. I've, I it's haven't. It's time to feed the cat Syracuse style. I haven't anything heard anything that much more positive or negative out of coming out of Syracuse. That's a city I wouldn't be surprised doesn't really exist. Yeah, it might not exist. It might be yeah. a fake place. Wait, has if any of you been to Syracuse? No. Jack, I haven't, but Jackie has cousins that live up there. So. Yeah. You ever seen them? No. Oh, I've, yeah, I've seen a couple of them in pictures. Okay. And I've known yeah. Syracuse. No, no yeah. I've met I've met a couple of them when they came down. But yeah, there it's it's everything. It's everything that you're did, saying. Did, did their is. accent slip every once in a while? There were maybe there were maybe a couple Brits over here trying to trying to get a <laughs> get an accent down to be on one of take our American acting jobs in our TV shows and movies that get sold all over the world. All over the world. <laughs> That's what the Brits and the Aussies are doing. Yeah, it could be. Uh, I don't know. I'll you know, to Tom Hanks to is actually British. <laughs> Boy, my name is Tom Hanks, governor. That's what he sounds like. So our last story 
uh, is actually a bonus story. Oh. So if you want to listen to it, uh, go to our Patreon, subscribe for at least $3 at the Knights of Kevin level, and uh, eventually <laughs> Mark will get this to me and upload it. But, uh, but I'll give you a little preview. Ooh, this was submitted to us by a listener by the name of Mike Weeby. Oh. And mm. it involves uh, it involves cryptids. It involves Australia, and this guy's got to be on a lot of fucking drugs. Who? Me, Mike, both oh. the guy in the story, and uh, I don't know about Mike. We'll just let that one slide. So, uh, hey, Mike, yeah, where can uh, I'm sorry, Mike Tidwell? Yeah, uh, where can people find you if they wanna if they wanna check out your art? Oh, uh, Mike A Tidwell on Instagram. And uh, what if they wanted, what if they saw one of your beautiful tattoos and said, "I need that on my body"? How would they? How would they make that happen? Uh, they can either DM me or go to Hidden Hand uh, Tattoo on Instagram. That's where our shop is, and they can uh, get the phone number there, call, and set up an appointment. And so they can just come down maybe like that day and you're ready to go? Uh, no, they have to set up a consultation because a lot of the things have to be drawn up ahead of time. And I'm usually in there tattooing from uh, appointments that have been made weeks prior. So, What tattoo could I come in and just go, here's my idea. And you just go, cancel my appointment. Get in the chair. We're doing this right now. <laughs> Uh, maybe if I up my prices to a thousand an hour and you wanted to pay that, I would cancel the people that are paying the normal 200 an hour. So there's no, there's no, there's just no design. design. Like, You've always, yeah. oh no. Like, let's, say, let's, say, let's say I wanted across my back, like a, a bald eagle and it was holding a skull in its claws. And then in the, in the eye sockets were snakes. Yeah, I'd love to do that, but uh, yeah, I can't. It's first come, first serve. I can't really cancel anybody to get somebody else in. Yeah, he has. You're, you're very. Then I'd have to tell somebody that their yeah. idea sucks and yours is great. And yeah. then yeah, so that's not what about, you know, what about it, Matt Lauer. He got canceled. Oh yeah, <laughs> you get a tattoo. Uh, yeah, I think. But he, well, he was like grabbing ass and shit, right? Ladies, yeah, I don't he know. A, he had a he had a button in his. Yeah, yeah. Door oh yeah, button, he right? press a button and wouldn't yeah. it drop him into a sex lair or something. No, it locked the door. But oh, okay, that's yeah. way worse. <laughs> <laughs> so this episode airs on December fifteenth. Does anybody have anything coming up around then? If they're listening to it on the fifteenth, I'm doing the year in review comedy show, and then on the seventeenth, I'm doing where's that at? Uh, at the uh, at the Fallout Theater in Austin, Texas, the seventeenth, I'm doing the McEwen's Christmas Special Ooh. at the Fallout Theater in Austin, Texas, and then of course every Tuesday I do the Excelsior Comedy Show at the brand new Buzz Mill on East Seventh Street, nine p.m. Nice, Brian. What do you, what do you have coming up? I nothing. I you know I have been to. For the listener, I have been to one of those year in review things before, Mike. I think oh, I went yeah, to the one did. last yeah, year. Yeah, did it you was do a live stream of one last very year. Very funny. Live stream one last year. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was year before last. I was I went to one mm-hmm. like I wouldn't wouldn't have been last year. Would it have? Oh yeah, hmm. yeah. It was it was the the one before the pandemic. Yeah. It was pretty funny. I liked it. Yeah. Who was the best though? Was it me? Oh yeah, you. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was me. <laughs> huh. uh, Tidwell. I'll be working 12 to 8 on the 15th. Ah, 12 to 8. Nice. That's a good shift. That's a specific time. Yes. 
You so ten o'clock. I get out ten o'clock your time. So. Well, he said twelve to eight. I think that was pretty specific. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you need to go to the year in review, ladies and gentlemen. For yeah, the first uh, <laughs> hilarious spoofs and bits like that. Mm-hmm. I think that wraps up another week of the International News Service. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. When you're giving out presents this holiday season, consider giving the gift of INS because it's free. Check out our merch store at Redbubble and our Patreon. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS the news you need.